Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everybody Relax Podcast. Happy New Year. Pray that your New Year is starting off well. You made it. You survived 2020 and now 2021 is in and we are here and we are going to make the best out of this year and be safe and safe and encouraged because we survived 2020. Goodness gracious. Um, anyways, I am your facilitator of this podcast of Everybody Relax Podcast. My my name is Trey, local licensed therapist, neighborhood therapist, um, facilitating this podcast where we discuss these a range of topics, a range of topics. I had a little slip right there. And um this is season two, episode one, um, of coming off the break, the winter break, and glad to be back, glad to be talking about those things that we want to discuss but maybe not have the space to discuss or want to say it in our head and can't really say it and so you know i'm hopefully i'll say it for you you know <laughs> um again please like share comment um subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and at it listening to it uh whether that be apple podcast uh spotify anchor fm or any type of other digital streaming platforms that you may utilize make sure you subscribe you'll get the drop soon as i put them in the, to the actual system like tell somebody about it matter of fact i need some reviews on apple podcast so please leave me a review let me know what you think of the podcast and and um yeah, just do that, man. I, I need that. That helps boost my boost my uh boost the podcast up in the in the podcast world, man. You know, when this is a podcast for everybody, man. I mean, I do a lot of stuff about if you've never been listening before, I do a lot of stuff around um social work, um personal kind of stories, experiences, um, some clinical stuff I throw in here. Um, you know, I throw in a lot of different, different things. And so I didn't want to be mutually exclusive to just one thing on this podcast, but more so like a, like a, just a conversation stuff that, like I said, we want to talk about, but we may not know how to talk about it. Stuff that we may have in our head, but we don't want to say it for fear of getting in trouble. Um, or stuff that we wanted more knowledge on and just wanted to learn and be educated about more, um, you know, and, and and didn't know where to go to for it. So hopefully this podcast can provide that for you. And, you know, you take away from what you want, you know. Um, let me know if, you know, if, if there's some episodes you want to hear about, stuff you might want to hear about from my experience. Um, if I can, if it fits, you know, I, I'll do my best to put it on here. Um, and, and, you know, or something that you may want some more clarification on. If I feel like I, I can actually, you know, explain it to you you know let me know you know so that's just pretty much everybody relax podcast you know what i'm saying we appreciate everybody all the support we're glad to be back for season two episode one and i am going to start off this episode um the first episode of the year just with some um with some smoke i guess <laughs> um um a lot of you know i don't know if well i hope you guys know about the new app called clubhouse and the clubhouse app is pretty much an app where it brings people um, together in these different group rooms or chat rooms, and it's a voice-only voice um, platform. And pretty much, you know, you have different topics that you discuss with these people. You have moderators in there. You have people that come up and speak, and, you know, you just been – it's another way to another way to connect. I look at it like voice notes for iPhone, pretty much. So, anyways – um. You know, I hopped on Clubhouse over the over the break um, in the seasons, and um, you know, because I'll say, you know, a lot of mental health professionals on there, 
Um, a lot of my colleagues that I know of was on there, and a lot of stuff in mental health was going down. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and hop on there, see what happens, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I maybe joined, I jumped in maybe two, I, I jumped in and out of rooms, but I participated probably in two rooms. The last room I participated in was full of um, a bunch of licensed professionals, licensed mental health professionals and therapists and stuff like that. And the conversation was around the issue because in the last coming weeks, there has been a lot of rooms on Clubhouse that, you know, are attacking sensitive subjects around in mental health, whether, you know, um, where it's this discussion of like the regular, normal, everyday stresses and symptoms um, down to suicidology, down to, you know, different traumas people may have. And the conversation that's going on in there are happening but are not happening with licensed professionals licensed mental health professionals and they're like you know advocates or you know coaches that are either facilitating these rooms or being a moderator of these rooms and not having the most not having the licensed professionals either in the room or participating or licensed professionals are in the room and they're put on spot to kind of to, to give clinical judgments and clinical expertise of what these people should be doing. Now, there's been a back and forth about that because, you know, there's a conversation of, you know, therapists versus licensed therapists versus licensed mental health professionals, I should say, versus non-licensed mental health advocates or mental health professionals, mental health coaches, whatever you want to name it. And it's a sticky situation, a tricky situation, because, you know, for us as clinicians that are licensed professionals, um, we have like a code of ethics that we need to, we have to abide by. And if we're doing something that's in the clinical aspect or clinical realm, we're not going to provide you clinical, um, clinical expertise and opinions in a group session that should be individual. Now, the luxury I would, I would, you know, assume that those who identify as an advocate or professional um, or coach would, um, could do things a little bit differently. And even a mental health professional that's non-licensed considered, they have those ethics that they buy by too, maybe at the MSW uh, or sitting for resident and counseling, something like that. It's different tiers. And so they have those code of ethics you'd be bound by too. Like, and if you're in the field of mental health, as a professional, you already know there are certain things you can't say and certain things you can say. A lot of what you can say is around the topic of psychoeducation, which means just the generalized education and knowledge of what mental health is, how you can utilize coping skills, different avenues to help generalize specific topics. When you start going into specifics in these type of spaces, there has to there, there, that's where the ethics lines get drawn. That's where the confidentiality and other things get kind of drawn in the mix. And so what's happening right now is is that, you know, Clubhouse, this new app, you know, albeit a, a good space for people to to vent and to have these type of conversations, but the type of healing that they're seeking realistically should be done with a licensed professional. Now, I am a big fan of the mental health advocates. 
big fan of peers, um, you know, and, and I'm a fan of coaches too because I think everybody has their own their own lane in this this healing process. The thing is that you know there are I've worked with many mental health advocates. Shout out to Juice and the Get Home Safe um, brand he has um, up in D.C. where he brings licensed therapists to the events he, he he you know they they reach out to the licensed therapist when they know that there's something that they cannot you know what i'm saying even fathom or even would dare speak on or give information about so you know we consider them the advocates those advocates that know what they're doing we appreciate you those peers that they know what they're doing we appreciate you you know what i'm saying those those coaches that know what know when to reach out to licensed professionals and when to utilize the licensed professionals and don't shy away from using licensed professionals are the folks that we appreciate and is pushing this movement forward. It's the folks that are trying to monopolize or monetize the pain and suffering of people, your mental health, you know, you know, and and this could, and this could be a mental health advocate. This could be a coach. This could be an organization, this could be all three of those things, and and it's not nothing new. You feel what I'm saying? And when you start talking about the, the specifics and the detail issues, things that people go through, or the traumas that people have went through and are dealing with, then you, you have you step into a realm that's very, very sensitive. It's it's very sensitive and you have and then what you say to these people in these rooms or on social media, you're accountable for that. And I think that's what's missing is that there's accountability. There's think that, well, I can get my information from this person who has dealt with the same experience I am. He seems they 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 seem legit. They got mental health expert in the bio, consultant or, you know, um 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 expert consultant, coach, life coach, advocate, they, they, they seem to know what they're talking about, you know, but the accountability aspect is, is, is not there because whatever they tell you, you might take it for face value and then utilize it. And then God forbid a crisis arises as a result of you taking that advice or taking that so-called expertise from that person. And then and the accountability of that is that, well, what happens to that person? They're not licensed. They're not a licensed professional. At that point, they're a civilian. As, you know, the military folks are, they're a civilian um, who just supports the field. But for us, as, as licensed professionals, um, and even non-licensed mental health professionals, the, you know, there's, there's licensed mental health professionals, then there's non-licensed mental health professionals, too. Both share the same ethics and guidelines, typically. And... Yeah, then you get into that 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 very 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 sensitive line because who's to blame at this point? Because what's going to happen if there's a licensed person in that room and that gets found out that this this non-licensed person told this person this advice and a crisis happened as a result of this person taking that that advice from that non-licensed person, but a licensed person was present, guess who's getting in trouble if they found out the licensed person was in there and didn't say anything or didn't do anything? It's probably more or less going to be us. You know what I'm saying? And so I say all that to say that, you know, what's happening in a clubhouse, what's happening has been happening on social media and around the world for the past couple of years. 
past probably five to ten years, there has been a major push um, in the mental health advocacy role and um, influencer role that has created this beast. Albeit, I know, I understand, I, I, I support the advocates, the true advocates, the real advocates in this game. And um, the peers, the real peers in this game. And the peers is pretty much somebody who has a lived experience that is giving back their time to help others who may have the same shared lived experience. But even then, those peers always will typically divert to the licensed professionals when things get out of control. You feel what I'm saying? They're kind of a support, kind of a guide, an advocate of sorts to to help that person go through what they're going through. But they still rely on the the, the licensed professional or the, the non-licensed professional in that realm to make those different types of clinical decisions. There are people who are not in these realms or not in these roles that are making clinical decisions um, that is not appropriate um, or ethical in this mental health crisis or in this mental health arena. It's just, it's just, it's just not, it's just not. So there you have to, and let me, let me kind of go, I was going somewhere with that, but let me pin a, put, put a pin here talking about the different types of professionals. You have, you have your psychologist, you have your um, clinical psychologist, counselor psychologist, uh, you have your social workers, MSW, BSW, LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker. You have your LPCs, your master's in counseling, LPCs, licensed practic- practicing counselor, um, resident in counseling, meaning they're they're sitting for supervision to be LPC, MSW, supervisee in social work, which is sitting to become an LCSW to take the test, the BSW, which is a bachelor's of social work. Um, you have your uh, certified mental health, qualified mental health professionals. Um, you have you have your you know all these different titles and roles that are either mental health professionals or or licensed mental health professionals. You know what I'm saying? Then you have mental health advocates, which can be you know people who are um, have may have the shared lived experience of mental health issues, um, and and are working with a, a agency or a group to advocate. Um, on behalf of receiving good mental, you know, receiving mental health care, you have the peer recovery specialists um, or peer specialists, mental health peer specialists who are are pretty much specifically folks who have the lived experience of mental health issues or mental illness that are giving back their time, volunteering their time or getting paid, actually getting paid to help and support those who have the mental health issue that they may have had or the mental illness that they may have or some there thereof. So there's there, there's different layers there's different layers to this this actual game. I don't know if anybody has spread that out or, or, or put it out there like that. You know, mostly sometimes your nonprofit agencies are mental health advocates. You know what I'm saying? That 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 don't have professionals, right? Typically don't have like licensed professionals or mental health professionals technically on staff. Well, let me take that back. They do, but their their goal is to advocate. They're an advocacy group, you know, about mental health. Um I, I the, the mental health coach is new. I don't know if that's a life coach or somebody that's just coaching. That's a new that's a new one that I haven't haven't really seen. But you know, life coaches are out there as well. Life coaches are different from therapists and mental health professionals because life coaches are there to help you achieve a certain goal. Right? 
they're not there to do any type of therapy um or or, or wellness or emotional support well i can't say emotional support emotional regulation mood regulation they done that to deal with um your past experiences um your traumas uh depressive symptoms anxiety so they're not there to that life coaches are there to help you achieve a goal that you're trying to achieve whether it be life career um personal goals that's what they're there for so there's a stark difference between a life coach in a, a licensed or unlicensed mental health professional you feel what i'm saying us as mental health professionals or therapists um we're going to focus on the well-being you know the emotional well-being the mood the anxiety the depressive symptoms any other traumas you may have had past experiences life you know life experiences positive negative experiences those things of that nature we're going to we're going to handle with that you know we're held to different clinical guidelines and ethics that life coaches and advocates are not an advocate can tell you a generalized concept then going about the business you feel what i'm saying if i give you any type of clinical expertise or knowledge i can give you as a matter of fact i can give you type of advocacy psychoeducation type of experience that's what your advocate is going to do that's what your peer is going to do psychoeducational type tools and opinions to give to you to help with your mental health and your mental wellness I, as the mental health professional or licensed professional, um, can do the same thing. But then I can also go deeper into emotions, um, you know, the experiences and the negative experiences, things of that nature. Um, or if you have a mental illness, you know, how we manage those symptoms. I can go deeper into that. So it's, it's tears. Again, there's benefits to everybody if, as long as everybody stays in their lane and their role. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm not saying one is top dog or not. But there is levels to the type of treatment you get in regards to your licensed professional versus your non-licensed professional, uh, mental health professional versus your mental health advocate versus your peer, you know, versus your life coach. You know, and, and they all serve purposes um, with whatever, whatever whatever you need. So 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 for me, um, I don't see therapy as... as um, this this one way street i see therapy as all of those things combined so i see you know from therapy from wellness to to coaching and one and so that's what i offer because i can do all three you know and, and 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 sometimes we might not need the uh the therapeutic interventions the the emotional regulation in session with me you might need some you know coaching to get you to your personal goals and that's what i try to provide you know what i'm saying so just wanted to clear that up um, what what's the differences and and hopefully that made sense. But my thing is here is that um, the, social media in the last couple of years and mixed with the influencer and these ads, these marketing, these payouts, these big brands and companies have monetized and monopolized mental health, self care, uh, and even depression and anxiety. They have monopolized and monetized all of these different things and um, meditation, mindfulness, you know, all these coin terms. And um, it's, 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 it's like it's like once it gets trendy, then next thing, because I don't know if you guys have seen it, but in the last five years, you've seen a trendiness of mental health like just blow up 
over overnight. And what's happened is that, you know, people have been taking it and running with it and then just saying whatever around it. Or these companies and organizations are taking a, you know, a lot more celebrities are coming out saying that they've been dealing with their mental health and issues like that. And then what they're doing is that, oh, well, we're going to take this person and then we're going to we're going to bring him on to our agency and organization. And then we're going to market him and, and tell his story. And then so somebody would relate and just profiting off of that, profiting off the pain and struggle of the American public. Now, let me be, you know, completely honest with you, because I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, two things can be true at the same time. We don't always have to have a, a disagreement and agreement. It, it, it can be two things is true at the same time. Yeah, it's great that we are putting, you know, that we are having celebrities and, and a lot of more people are talking about mental health and getting the conversation going because, you know, a lot of us look up to celebrities. If we want to, if we want to make a change, we look up to certain people, you know what I'm saying? In the, in the, the limelight to pretty much determine what we should be doing with our life. You feel what I'm saying? That's our de facto, I guess you would say mentors, you know, but again, you know, there are people out there who are, you know, suffering with mental health, you know, they're suffering with their stressors. Let's put it like that. There are people out there suffering with their stressors. Stressors look like career finance, relationship, communication, you know, uh, school, um, family, friends. You know, these are things that stress us out. Bills, right? There's a big portion of the population that's, that's really struggling with just quality of life, of just managing and maneuvering through life. Big portion of the population doing that, right? And then there's the other side of the population that legit have a diagnosed condition or mental illness that are struggling with mental illness and the stresses of life. So... When we put out there that somebody is dealing with anxiety or depression, it blurs the lines. Because is this person diagnosed with that condition? Or are they just utilizing the general terminology to discuss their 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 struggle with dealing with day-to-day life stressors? Because if you look at it, especially from 2020... Our day-to-day life, our day-to-day life stress level is super high right now, and if you're black, is is even even higher. But there's a good portion of the population that that's struggling with the stressors of life, and then there's a great population of this the population that is struggling with, you know, the diagnosable condition of mental illness. Now, if you ever listen to me speak, you all you know I talk about how that. Just like physical health or medical, you know, the medical conditions. If you're not taking care of yourself mentally, ultimately it will develop into a mental illness. Same thing with physically. If you're not taking care of yourself physically, then more than likely you're going to de- develop into some type of medical condition or physical illness. That's just my, my opinion. It's been my opinion um, on it because I think anything that goes untreated can do harm. So... If you're if you're saying if I, if I'm saying that there's people out here that are really 
struggling dealing with life stressors. And then I say there's people out here that are really struggling with the diagnosable condition of a mental illness and life stressors. My thought becomes how many of those who were struggling with the mental illness piece, right, or diagnosable condition probably started out struggling with life stressors, you know, and, and, and of course we know from research too, that some of this is, can be hereditary as well. Um, and so, you know, I'm a big person of person environment. So environment plays a role in toll on how we deal with our stressors or how we internalize or how we maneuver, how resilient we are to our stressors going on due to person environment. Cause I think environment and experience really are the catalyst to um, determining what our mental health and our physical health and our spiritual health looks like. So you have a, you have organizations and companies who are either taking celebrities or taking major influencers. Remember the whole influencer thing on social media that was really big. Um, taking these influencers and celebrities and, 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 and marketing them, pushing the narrative of mental health that they, they're suffering with that too. It just felt like it was a boom, right? Um, which is good, but then at the same time, there's a bad with that, you know, and um, pushing that narrative around mental health, anxiety, stress, or anxiety, depression. I don't see a lot of stuff about stress is why I talk about it so much. Anxiety, depression, and uh, self-care and mindfulness and, and meditation. They, they, they pushed all these things in the last five to ten years. I've seen it. And yet we're still in a mental health crisis in this country. We're still here. And so what that has done, and I said this in the clubhouse room Saturday, what that has done because of these companies that have pretty much monopolized and monetized off of pain and suffering of black people, I mean, not black people, but all, yeah, all of black people, but of all people, all of society, is that it has pretty much devalued the licensed therapist in this in this in this realm because people are saying now well i can either follow what my favorite celebrity has done to deal with anxiety and depression and do it that way or the influencer who has you know pretty much i relate to they look like me They've done gone through the same thing I've went through. I'm going to follow what they say they do. You know what I'm saying? And try that way. And, and, and then, so you talk about licensed therapists, even though it might be, they might have insurance to, to see a licensed therapist or they, you know, whatever, you know, they might have the means to see a therapist, um, or the licensed professional that, decision becomes obsolete because why would I go to this licensed professional, give them my money? I don't even know them and I probably can't even relate to them or they probably can't even relate to me because they're, they have these letters behind their name and X, Y, and Z. Then, um, then this celebrity or this, my favorite influencer who I can see their whole daily life. I can see what they're about. I relate to them on so many levels. I'm going to get it from them. I'm going to get my 
so-called therapy or mental health treatment from the influencer or the celebrity. And so I cringe when I don't see these agencies or organizations um, put at times celebrities and influencers in the forefront of their mental health um, campaigns because like I see the business aspect of it in order to reach more people, you should go through this. You may not should, but you probably should look at using somebody that's a high influencer to do so. But the people that are seeking out help, that are looking for mental health treatment and how to, to manage life are not looking for surface level solutions or surface level mental health topics. So you're going to find people that get there and they, they, they are fine. They get what they want for, you know, forever, what time they get from those campaigns or those people. And it, it only lasts for a couple moments or it's temporary, you know, because they're not getting to the root of the, the actual issue that's going on with them mentally. And so, yeah, I cringe with these companies don't put licensed professionals at the, at the, in the mix. They don't put them at the forefront because they have the opportunity. If, if more bigger organizations and these companies would take the time to, to propel licensed professionals to the forefront of this actual uh, campaign and movement, then it would change the course of those seeking help. It would, it would, it would change the stigma around seeing a therapist or a mental health professional because it still wouldn't be taboo or still wouldn't feel like this person don't relate to me. I don't relate to them. They're a therapist. They got credentials. They don't know anything about me. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it would change so much. And since that's not happening and companies are still doing it their way, um, that way it's up to us as licensed professionals to then now build a brand in business or you don't have to just, you know, you can just stay and chill and do your thing on the back background. Let those folks just come to you. Right. Um, that's 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 definitely needed as well. But some of us who who do have a little slight following, they do have a little brand. It is up to us to propel. And match those companies and take back ownership of that, because that's the only way we're going to reduce the stigma. That's the only way we're going to reduce the way that therapy, mental health treatment is being perceived in this country right now. Um, that's the only way we're going to at least help make a dent in folks who are hurting and need to heal. You feel what I'm saying? Or that and keep continue to br- pretty much break down these doors and barriers to these big agencies who are, who are pretty much just using mental health, the mental health slogan as a means to 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 get more interest or influence or you know and more employers i don't know it's but it's, it's business see that's the thing about it that's what we keep not talking about and i'll talk about it more in my next one of my other episodes about economy and mental health because mental health is nothing but business that's all it is it's just because mental health is just like physical health is big business it's big business it's the same thing around insurance companies who if you don't give a diagnosis to this person off the first session, they not going to reimburse you. You know what I'm saying? It's business. So once we understand that this is that like mental health is not, is not really a, a, a moral campaign in the grand scheme of the big, the big businesses. Um, it's, it's more, it's more business related. Then 
we can move accordingly. But this is business. And, and and even though one of my mans my mans told me he was like, Ain't no morals in business, I do think that you can find a way to bring morals and morals into business. The business of giving uh providing therapy or mental health treatment or counseling or clinical um expertise can be done and maneuvered in a way that it does not marginalize people, that it does not oppress people, that it does not give people an appetizer when they need a full course meal and a dessert. You feel what I'm saying? So this is something that's been going on for five to 10 years. And like I told that clubhouse room, you know, we're what you're seeing in clubhouse is not nothing that that's new. It's been happening, but it's on Instagram and Twitter at first. They just moved on over to clubhouse now. You feel what I'm saying? So we're fighting something that's way bigger than just clubhouse. This is a societal norm. This is a big business type issue that is happening. And if any of those big organizations are listening to this podcast, believe me when I say you're only hurting and hindering the people that you're trying to reach by not giving them the appropriate options that they need to see a licensed professional. The licensed professional should be first or should be side by side the celebrity or influencer. It shouldn't be solely on the celebrity influencer because what I'm what I'm seeing in a lot of you celebrities and a lot of you influencers, not everybody, let's just not, not everybody, not everybody. You guys are giving advice or mental health advice, your experience pretty much on how you dealt with it or whatever you may be going through and how you dealt with it and how you pulled yourself out of it as a way to gain more followers or to gain more influence. And you're only given enough to sustain a couple days or a couple weeks. You're not telling the full story. A lot of y'all not telling the full story. Some of some of you guys are. Some of you guys are, which I applaud. Like Taraji P, she's doing a, a great work in that realm. She's telling the full story. That's great. And she's and 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 you know what she's doing for influence though? She's she she is opening up a foundation to give people therapy. To licensed clinicians She's taking her influence In a positive manner And she's telling her story In a pos- in a manner that is opening the door To licensed professionals You feel what I'm saying To licensed folks to, to help people heal The way they need to heal Not just for a moment Not just for a couple of days A couple of weeks She is giving folks the opportunity and door To help heal eternally From past current experiences you know, and I can't say that about a lot of influencers or celebrities. A lot of you guys only talk about anxiety and, 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 and depression. And most of you guys anxiety and depression, not all of you guys, but some of you guys literally just come from how the celebrities and influence I'm talking about right now is literally just coming from you being you not dealing with the day to day life stress like you're supposed to. Simple as that. You know, simple as that. Some of you have. Some of them is coming from negative experiences and, and some traumas, I can see. Um, but a lot of you guys are not not telling the whole story or telling the full story. And it's it's hurting us. It's hurting people. It's hurting people. You feel what I'm saying? And I just want... And, and maybe you are. Maybe you are doing the same thing Taraji is doing. I'm just highlighting her because I know her about her program and foundation and I'm aware of that, you know, I think the thing, 
some other people out there doing some stuff. Like I think G Herbo was doing something where he was connecting children to therapists and professionals. Look, whatever you do as this influencer or celebrity figure, you make sure if you're going to jump in this realm of mental health, if you're going to make sure you jump in, if you want to jump into this realm of mental health, that you are advocating and connecting folks to the licensed professionals. Because if not, you are doing them a disservice. You have a lot of following. People look up to you. Make sure you're doing the right thing that you're supposed to be doing to helping the people that follow you, to helping those who are influenced by you. Connect them with the licensed professionals. Um, and, and that's the only way I think we're going to get through this, you know, this crisis. Because at the end of the day, there's still a mental health crisis going on. And at the end of the day, there's a bigger mental health crisis looming coming 2021 and beyond. Not to mention the substance abuse crisis. And, and, and what I will talk about in the next couple of episodes, probably not the next one, but the next one after that, is looking at how the economy has, 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 is, it goes hand in hand with mental health. So, um, hope that made sense. Hope that was you know, informative and, and hope nobody was offended by, it. I think, you know, everybody has their place and role in this thing, man, but we got to make sure that we're intentional about helping people and intentional about getting people to the right type of uh, services that they need and not just putting a bandaid over a deep, deep wound that needs wound care. Okay. Okay. Um, Again, you can find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Appreciate you guys. Like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you do that so you can get the drops early. Phrase of the day, since this is a new year, is, um, you know, just, just, just be present, but also be mindful. And I'll probably use that phrase again, but I, I just love the, the, the phrase and simp- simplicity of being present and being mindful. And be intentional. I'm going to do that. Be present. Be mindful. Be intentional. With everything you do this year. Y'all take care, man. Happy New Year again. And I'll see y'all. Talk to y'all.